Well, good morning, greetings, and bless the Lord, saints of God. Welcome to another Triple C podcast. This is Tony here. We bring you greetings and divine love in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's open word a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity for Triple C to be live and on air. We thank you for this opportunity, dear God, to repeat your word. It is our desire, God, that you be glorified, that we be edified. And as I often said through the years, that may the devil be horrified because we've not quit or give up on you because you surely have not given up on us. Bless every podcast listener today. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord, my strength, and my redeemer. And may the listening ears of the people of God be blessed and richly enriched in Jesus's name, we pray. Amen. Again, we greet you in divine love as we come forward. Mark is our author today, chapter 4, is where we're going to focus in on verses 35 through 41. I'll be reading from the King James Version of the Bible, a red letter edition of the book, as I often say. So let's look at Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. And the word of God reads, And the same day when the eve was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was not full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? May God bless us all, the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. This, the title of this Sunday's podcast is When the Storm Moves Away. When the storm moves away. There's a wise woman that came into my life that shared something with me, and this was a quote that was provided. It says, not all storms come to disrupt your life. Some come to clear the path. Wow. And, and and sometimes, you know, I, I often and I do every week, I ask the good Lord to give me the opportunity to share something. And it's primarily for me first, but then that that it may be applicable, that you can apply it to your life, you know, in the course of your day, week, month, year or otherwise. And so, God, you have to use wisdom. Please understand something. When I come before the people of God, when I used to publicly pastor people, I would always scan the crowd, the good Lord. And this is what my licensing pastor said. Always observe, you know, your surroundings and the Holy Spirit will give you what's needed to be said because they should never be your words. They must be a repeat of the word of God. And, and what God does, he interprets through humanly understanding. That's what's called a parable. Jesus used a plethora of parables when speaking to the multitudes. And I hope that today you'll get something that will remind you, that will inspire you, that will let you know that God has never left you nor forsaken you is the prayer today. So as we look at the intro this morning, here we are, Mark, the author writes, and Jesus, as I went back over and just refreshed, 
refresh my memory. They were around Capernaum and Jesus was teaching and doing the will of God. And here they was, in a, we call it a lake at the point, but they call them ships, but boats or ships in this regard. So this is where an instance where they were around Capernaum and Jesus was teaching the multitudes and they were out on the lake. And here uh, Jesus says, when they got ready to send the multitudes away, he told his disciples, let's go to the other side. So in going to the other side is the gist of the foundation of what we want to focus on in our analogy on today. So think about your life as the lake. Think about here you are in life, learning, living, walking, eating, breathing, working, growing in school, having families, families coming and going. Think about life as you know it in the way and where you live in that regard. And here's where we're going to go today. And I pray that God will open your mind to where he has. And let me just drop something in your spirit. What I've found in the last 30 plus years, God has a unique way if you are open to listening to the Holy Spirit because he is the ultimate teacher and the guide. Here's what I love about walking with God. He's never tried to make me a robot. He's never tried to make me mimic or identify myself with any other human being in this life. And the ultimate image that I'm focusing on and we should focus on is who? Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He's the ruler, reigner, supreme. He's a, our brother by the bloodline of Jesus Christ. He's the, the, the son of God. He's the person that we're looking to who's the author and finisher of our faith. So we must be reminded in our Christianity that we must focus on him. No man goes unto the Father but by Jesus Christ. The Bible says if any man come any other way, he's a thief and a robber. Do y'all know there's a whole bunch of other clergymen, prophets, prophetesses, preachers, deacons, bishops, archbishops, now of all sexes and variations, of all gender equality and all these things that's taking the gospel of God and taking the truth and turning it into fables and lies. You have to be careful. That's why 2 Timothy 2.15 says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. Many people walk in a state of confusion because they don't walk in biblical truth. They take certain pieces of the Bible and molded to make it fit their agenda so that they can keep moving and saying that God ordained it. But God's word has not changed. If you are a believer in the 66 correlated books of the Bible, 39 Old Testament, 27 New, that make up what we call the canon, that was the authorized King James Version after 1611, when it was originally scribed in the Greek and the Hebrew, but after the Great Reformation, that King James decided to make sure that it was a granted that it can become in such a way that we, the non-Jew, could get into this teaching that God, through the Holy Spirit, said that we have an opportunity just like the Jews. The Jews, by scripture, is his chosen people, but we are a spiritual Gentile based on our faith. I don't hear it taught very much because right now, the American Western culture agenda is about riches, wealth, popularity, and prosperity instead of preaching us becoming whole in God. 
us becoming who we are in Jesus Christ, teaching that we are human, that the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Here we are, but we have an advocate. He's the paraclete. Paraclete in the English translation means to come alongside, but that's why you says paralegal. A paralegal is not a lawyer, but he stands beside the lawyer to help advocate the case. He, Jesus, is our paraclete. He's alongside us. He's ahead of us. He's behind us. He's beneath us. He's over us because he's God. And so I'm saying that for a reason to set in your mind the foundational teaching of when you walk in your life. Now, let's get to the scriptures and let the Lord have his way. As he gave us this titled podcast, When the Storm Moves Away. I hope you all can recall many, many podcasts ago that, that, that God in earthly translation said, you're either in a storm, you're coming out of a storm, or you're about to prepare to go into a new storm. Here's the thing about it. He's never promised us that we are never going to have to go through a storm. He's never put that. Matter of fact, I've told you this in times past, that because of your professed Christianity, you are a target for the devil. You are a target with, with the world and those who follow the teachings of, of the devil. You've got to understand, and most preachers don't want to call, call it what it is. They don't want to talk about the devil or demons or things of that nature. But let me drop something in your spirit. All of it is contained in the book. This is a blood book. This book has never been written to be a fictional, passionate book that doesn't have blood in it. This is a book of war. This is a book of enlightenment. This is a book of encouragement. It's a book that will give you what you need to be able to stand in the midst of your evil day. What does that mean? That means because you profess to walk with Jesus Christ, that because you believe that God incarnated himself a body, named his son Jesus, came through a virgin birth, lived into the earth 33 years, performed the works and the miracles of God. He died on the cross, gave up the ghost, stated the one statement, and he said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which translates in English, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? It was the one instance in time that God couldn't look upon his son because Jesus, the sacrificial lamb, bore every sin past present and future for those that will choose to believe in him. I'm going somewhere. Just bear with me for a few more minutes. So when you think about the storm, storm is a categoric overlay of things that can happen in your life. We, we, when you think about this, when I read the scripture, and, it said, and the same day when the event was, when the evening was come, the evening was come, he said unto them, let's pass over to the other side. In other words, Jesus said, let's move. See, when you walk with Jesus Christ, when you walk with God the Father being led, Romans 8 and 14, by the Spirit of God, when God's telling you to move, you move. When God say move, you move. See, here's what we do, though, because God will never force us to do anything. You have the choice as a human being, as a believer, as a Christian to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ or decide to do as Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, lean not to thine own understanding. You can lean to your own understanding, but I don't know what results you're going to get when you do that. Oh, I hope I'm helping somebody as we get going this morning. As the, as the quote came to me, not all storms come to disrupt your life, comma. Let me pause right there. Let's go with the scriptures and we're going to believe God to help us understand while we're in a storm. Maybe today 
When you listen to this podcast, maybe you've talked to somebody this previous past week. Maybe you've got somebody, a part of your family line who's right now in such a horrific tsunami of life. They don't know how to walk out of it. You may have somebody in your presence that's on your job. That's a part of your friendship. That's a part of your circle. That's right now going through the traumas of life and don't seem to be able to find a way to become stable in their thinking, to become rooted and grounded in this truth. And God wants you to be the light bearer. Oh, hopefully I'm helping somebody along the way. And verse 36 says, and when they had sent away the multitude, Jesus spoke in parables to the crowd, but now he has an opportunity for him and his disciples to steal away so that Jesus could break it down as I call unadulterated. Adulterated means that I'm going to put a filter on it because sometimes everybody can't understand this teaching at the same level. Now that he sent the crowd away, Jesus has to get the disciples prepared for when they get to the other side. God oftentimes will have you steal away from out of the public's eye because he's trying to get your attention to get your mind right, to make sure you're ready to reface society and deal with whatever he's going to allow to come your way. He took them over. And at this point, now here's where we are in our lives. Let's talk about the correlation. The correlation is this. And he took even at the evening uh, as they were in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind. Think about what I'm saying. Oftentimes in life, you ain't thinking about no storms. You're just getting ready to move. But when they got ready to go on the other side, Jesus, I can only spiritually imagine, if you can go with me in your spiritual mind, he was exhausted from speaking and teaching and breaking down the heavenly sayings with an earthly meaning so that people can understand he wants to be their God. So here he is. He takes a nap on the boat. Here we are. You're going to the other side. You're moving in life and you feel like, and follow my analogy, you feel like God's not talking to you because you're moving and you may not hear an audible voice. You may not have a feeling. And I've told you, child of God, your Christianity is not based on your feeling. It should be based on your faith. It's a blind faith. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. See, that's what's wrong with us as humans. We want to see everything before we'll believe it. That's not faith. Faith is believing God for the things that you cannot see that based on the teaching that you will trust God for who he is. You will trust God for what he's written. You will trust God for what he has done. He's proven. He's validated. He's already been made alive to show you that he cares for you. So here we are. And, and this is what the Bible says. Verse 37, I'm going to give you a couple analogies that God gave me. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. The first thing that God gave me as in verse 37, here's the first thing that God gave me as a caption. And I want you to write this down in your spiritual mind. When you move with God, storms will rise in your life. 
When you're moving with God, God wants you, think about the analogy on the beach. You think about it's you and God, but yet you get tired. You get weary, worn, and sad. Your knees get feeble because life is beating you. The scripture said that when the winds came and the ships were beat up on and the ships became full, in life, lots of times, you will become full of life's troubles and life's problems. You'll become full of the shenanigans. You'll become full of the things that people bring into your path, not to bless you up, not to build you up. They oftentimes come as mess in your life. Why? Because if they are not careful, they're sent by Satan. They're messengers of the devil to buffet your mind, to affect your emotions, to fickle with your finances, to mess with your mindset, to get into your head, to mess up your day. So when you're moving with God, God is your covering. As you remember the children of Israel, they moved because of the heat with under a pillar of cloud by day and by fire by night. God in the representation of the Holy Spirit continuously has showed us through all out the Bible. He's been moving since God himself incarnated Jesus to coming down to the earth to prove that he wants to identify with you. And then he realized that he couldn't stay in that form. He had to go away so that the Holy Spirit could take control and bring it home for us to follow the teachings of God. So here's it is. When you move with God, storms will rise in your life. What does that mean? Oftentimes, it may be personal. You just going through some things. Have you ever had a situation that you just couldn't put your finger on it? You just got this eerie feeling about something. And we have a whole lot of earthly analogies that we use, but you just can't put your finger on it. Sometimes, that's what the songwriter said, trouble's in my way. I have to cry sometimes. Sometimes trouble comes that it is so hellacious in your life, you just can't put it in perspective. You couldn't even describe it with a sentence or a paragraph. Sometimes it's in your relationships. Sometimes it's even at work. We all know that sometimes we experience difficult days on our job. God has never promised us that everybody will have pleasantries all day. He's never said that you will never go through anything at work. He's never said that all the people that's around you gonna like you. He's never said that they're gonna put people in your life that's a mentor and a guide and a leader to you. We experience it all the days of our life. It may be spiritual. You may say, I can't understand this Old Testament. The wherefores and thou art twos. You may say, I have a hard time remembering scripture. I, I, it's just like when I read it, I read it, but I don't. it doesn't make sense to me. You may be struggling with your spirituality. You're wrestling in your flesh. You're wrestling in your spirit. You are a triune created being. You have a body. You have a mind and a soul, but you have a spirit. Your spirit has to be converted into the spirit of Jesus. It's more of him in you than you in him. Amen. And when that happens, he's never promised you you weren't going to warfare. Here's when they give you this one analogy. A long, long, long time ago, I was teaching a bunch of you and they said, and I made a comment about the spirit of God in you. And they said, well, what does that mean? I said, look at it this way. Jesus Christ, if you believe that he's sinless and never committed sin, you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So a sinless Jesus that you receive in a sinful you. So it's more of God in you. It's, it's, a, it's a sinless seed in a sinful shell. So that's where the spiritual war between flesh and spirit comes into play. 
That's what happens. Oftentimes, it ain't necessarily, and I've said this before, it ain't all the time what's going on around you. Oftentimes, it's what's going on inside of you as a result of the spiritual trauma that you're experiencing. In your spirit life, the enemy, here I go again, John chapter 10, verse number 10, that thief is a spiritual thief. He's a spiritual leader of the underworld of craziness and chaos. He's a spiritual thief that comes to do what? Steal, to kill, and to destroy. You're talking about spiritual warfare at the highest level. This ain't a mediocre war. This is a catastrophic war. The devil is not playing with your life. You think the devil's playing with your marriage? You think the devil's playing with your husband, your wife, your children, your grandchildren? He's trying to separate us from the love of God. Do we not understand that if he can get us to deny and deny God in this life that he's winning? That's why God wants us to be encouraged that you never give up your spiritual belief for no matter what's going on around you in society. Once you accept Jesus Christ, you've got to learn to walk with Jesus Christ no matter what. So remember this and I'll move on to the other two and I'll close. When you're moving with God, storms, plural, will rise in your life. God has them all mapped out. The second thing, listen to verse 38. And when he was in the hinder part of the ship and asleep on a pillow, and they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Had you ever been in such of your day, you start out great, you got a mindset, you good to go, but you on your way to do whatever it is that day, and trouble comes. Oftentimes, just like they did, they bum rushed Jesus in the hinder part of the ship, woke him up, freaking out, saying, We about to die out here. God, this thing is so crazy in my life. I don't know what to do. Here's what Jesus did in verses 39. Now, this is what God gave me. I'm 38, 39. The second part is this. Don't be afraid of the storm. I know that's hard to understand lots of times because we're human, our creation. And, and, and 39 says, and he arose and rebuked the wind and saith unto the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Remember that, 30, 39, remember that. He told me to tell you, don't be afraid of the storm. Why? Paul told Timothy in one of his teachings in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, and he put it this way, and I quote from the scripture, and this is what he said in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The devil's trying to get into your head to screw with your emotions, to affect your faith. That's why I told you it ain't about what you see with your natural eyes. It's what you believe in this Bible. This Bible is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. If you can accept that when I'm walking, you can become like David said in the 51st Psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. When you're in the midst of your storm experience, here it is. Jesus is not sleeping in your life. He's just resting with God. And when you feel troubled, that's why 
he said, come unto me, ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He didn't say that your mom or your daddy. He didn't say that money will give you rest. He didn't say that the title on your job will give you rest. He didn't say the position, prestige, and popularity will give you rest. He said, I will give you rest. You have to abide in him, in the belief that God is who he said he is. And I get ready to close this morning and I hope that this little excerpt of a Bible podcast will bless your mind. The first thing is when you move with God, storms will rise in your life. The second thing is don't be afraid of the storm. It's a storm, but you got to believe as in verse 39, what he said, when he awoke and realized that the human disciples that was with him was in, in, in turmoil in their mind, he had to speak a word of calm. And he woke and said, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Here's where I close this morning. The third thing is after the storm. Don't you understand the storm ain't going to last always? Tanya and I was on a trip going up to a couple stores yesterday and we saw the devastation of the previous tornadoes that we had local to our area and we saw the earthly devastation that God permitted and God allowed no matter how and God blessed the news media and the weathermen how they try to predict by the satellite radars but let me drop something in your spirit while I'm coming by your street. God is bigger than any EF5 tornado. Let me drop something in your spirit. They can try to design a building that will withstand the winds of what's been projected, but let me drop something in your spirit. If man said he made it to exceed 300 miles an hour, God will allow it to become 400 miles an hour because God has to show you that you as a human are not in charge. I gave you the ability to think like you think, so don't ever think you're greater than your master. That's where I'm going. Don't ever think you're bigger than God. The devil thought he was bigger than God and got booted out of heaven because he didn't realize that God shall have no other God ahead of him. Oh, let me close this morning in this way. When he rebuked the storm and said, peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm, and he said unto them, put yourself in the they, and he said unto them, why are ye so fearful, and how is it that you have no faith? Listen to the Amplified in verse 40. He said unto them, why are you so timid and fearful? Question mark. How is it that you have no faith, no firmly relying trust? Here's why I want to drop into your spirit. This is coming back from when we was a part of like Sandy Run and Full Gospel Baptist Fellowship and all them other churches over the years of our military time. How is it that you could say that you walk with God from your youth? You've been in church all your life, but today in the 21st century, when trouble comes into your life, you act like you never heard anything about God. How is it that when trouble comes, you don't have a scripture to rely on? Because have you not studied or was you playing church or was you faking church? Was you just singing in the choir to be seen? Was you there as a deacon just to have a title so that you can get notoriety? Do you believe that God called you or did you call yourself that you can have the three P's behind your name, position, prestige, and power? Or was it a true calling? Or was it a true relationship? Did you get baptized as a dry devil, went under the water and faked the funk and you tried to fake it until you ain't made it and you went down a dry devil, came up a wet devil? Is that you? 
Am I talking to anybody today as I conclude on today? When storms move away, here we are now. This is after the storm. Guess what? The billows of life have come in. Trouble has not come in in such a way that it's going to stay forever, but it's come in like a mighty rushing wind. It's come in like a tsunami. It's come in like a hurricane. It's come in like a tornado. And here you are finding yourself trying to find something spiritual to hold on to. But child of God, this is where I close this morning. When that storm begins to pass, you've got to believe as Jesus told his disciples. He asked you, are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Here's where Tony comes in to encourage your mind, to let you know, have you not told me that you've been walking with God all of your young life, but yet you seem like now you broke, busted, and you can't be trusted? Is that you, that you just plain church? Are you just a Christmas, Mother Day, and Easter kind of Christian? Are you a one-upper? Are you a one-hit wonder? Are you there when you get your new cars, get your new clothes, get your new house to go test a lie to the people? Is that you that's plain church? Only when you're in the midst of the crowd, but when you by yourself, you a mess and not a miracle. Am I talking to anybody that's listening to this podcast? After the storm has come, what kind of Christian are you? Are you a light bearer? Are you a darkness harborer? Are you the one that will tell people, I don't know how you're going to make it. I don't know, man, I feel like, and I've told you, child of God, as I prepare to close the book. When that storm comes, it's not to meant to stay in your life all of your life. It's passing through. I told you in conclusion, you're either in a storm, you're coming out of a storm, or you're about to prepare to go in another storm. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but whatever it is that you're enduring is you've got to endure hardness as a good soldier. You've got to stand firm on the word of God. Quit relying on what you see with your natural eyes. Quit relying on your emotion. Quit relying on what somebody else said. It troubles me to no end. When I hear preachers, not only when I was locally going to different churches, but I could hear it on the television. I could hear it in sermons. They said, look to your neighbor and tell your neighbor to say. I come back with the counter and say, quit telling your neighbor to say anything. What you should tell them is what Jesus told the devil, for it is written. Hey man, somebody, what I'm telling you is, go to the book. Go to the source. Stay plugged into God. Quit leaning to your own understanding. Look to God, who's the author and finisher of your faith. Even though the storm is rising in your life, as the songwriter said, you've been anchored in the Lord. Won't you show the devil that I shall not be moved? Won't you show the devil, come hell or hot water, I'm going to stand on truth. For the Bible says, and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Yes, we all go through. Trust me, Tanya and I, and I don't, we go through it. But let me tell you, we've got to shake the dust off of us as often as we can. We've got to stand firm on the word of God. We've got to believe that God was, God is, and God is to come. We may seem to somebody like we're broker than a joke, but you've got to understand that if God never did another thing, we know that God has done it, and we know that God can do it again. The songwriter says, if he does nothing else, I know that he can. He's done enough. Let me tell you something. When you're grateful 
grateful in God, when you're grateful in Jesus Christ, when you're grateful in the Holy Ghost, when you stand on the truth, you ain't worried about riches, you ain't worried about wealth, you ain't worried about popularity, you ain't worried about being a one-upper, you're not trying to be on Facebook, you're not trying to be on Twitter, you're not trying to be a number one stunner, you're just standing with God. And when you stand with God, 10,000 at one side, 1,000 at the other, but nothing shall come nigh to us. You got to understand, now that the storm is over, you should have as I close, now that the storm is over, you should have the peace that comes after the storm. Now that the storm is over, there'd be some joy in the midst of your adversity. Now that the storm is over, hope is still alive. Now that the storm is over, your strength should be renewed. Now that the storm is over, there should be some excitement in your life. I'll say it this way. Now that the storm is over, there should be some ounce in your bounce, some pep in your step. Now that the storm storm is over, you can realize that God is better than Coke. He is the real thing. Now that the storm is over, he's better than Campbell's soup. He's more than mm-mm good. Now that the storm is over, he's better than scotch tape. You may can't see him, but you know that he's there. Now that the storm is over, though the devil may rise, God will override him. Now that the storm is over, God says, be encouraged, child of God. Now that the storm is over, you're richer than any man that's in this earth. Now that the storm is over, peace shall come into your life. Now that the storm is over, be thou healed in accordance to your faith. Now that the storm is over, rise up out of the bed and walk. Now that the storm is over, you don't have to be afraid of what the devil think he can do for I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. As we close Triple C Podcast, I want you to be a warrior, not a whiner. You're a winner, not a wanderer. You are one with God, and God plus one is the majority. So when God moves the storm away, he sent the storm for a reason, but it wasn't there to disrupt your life. It was there to clear your path. May God bless us all, the readers, hearers, and doers, and let's close with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we come once again with Triple C Podcast. We come prayerfully that this will get escalated and elevated, that somebody along the way will be introduced to the podcast of Triple C, that somebody along the way that may feel down and out, broke, busted, and can't be trusted, but God will pick them up and put them, as on the old folk would say, out of the muck and the mire and put them on solid rock. Bless somebody today. Heal a broken heart, dear God. Mend and restore a marriage. Bring somebody off of the ledge of despair that's ready to take their life. Bring them back into the fold, God. Get them back healthy. Oh, God, minister to their mind. Minister to their heart. Minister to their soul. They lost loved ones. Folks have died unexpectedly. Unexpected death has come. Sickness is real. Cancer is running rapid. Divorce is running high. Oh, God, trouble's in our way. We're crying all over the place, but we're praying, God, that you bring some peace and solace to our life. I'm asking God in the name of Jesus that you bring the healing B-A-L-M into this earth. It's called the bomb of Gilead. It's the bomb of Jesus Christ. It's a healing salve. I'm asking God that you bring it in such a way that we will not, oh longer God, allow the world to torment our minds. But God, you will bring it in such a way that we will have joy unspeakable. The Bible says as I close that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Give us 
strength now, God, to stand in the midst of the evil day. And after done all to stand that we may stand. Help us to stand in the midst of liars, thieves, robbers, pedophiles, rapists, and robbers in around us, God. Help us to stand in the midst of evil political people. Help us to stand, God, in the deceiver. Help us to stand in the midst of the false prophet and the false prophetess. Help us to stand, God, in those who are only about feeding their bellies and not our faith. Help us to stand in the name of Jesus. But when the storm does come, remind us that it will pass over. Bless every listener today in Jesus' name until the next time. This is Tony with Triple C signing off. As we go back to an old throwback, we're going to believe God that the storm is passing over. Listen and be blessed. the Detroit Mass Choir. passes over. May God bless you and keep us here next time. Tony Triple C Podcast. Sign on. Be blessed.